One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, you look great. Did you take a dip in Mother Lake? <laughs> what is Mother Lake? It's what like is it like tough mother? Bit, no. <laughs> so how it's, you finish off a tough like, mother? No, no it's, it's what like gay people say when they see like the women. Do you know what I mean? Like if they saw like no, they don't. I swear, I, I'm I telling you never. right now. If you'll see them in the comments of like, did you take a dip in Mother Lake? <laughs> yeah, it's like it like say this is a bad example, but like Gemma Collins is on a stage and like she looks really really good, and then you'll comment to be like. Took a dip in Mother Lake, or like try not to no, say. No, they don't. Try not to say Mother Challenge. Jeremy's ever asked that? Like she's the, my mother. I know the mother thing, but I've never heard of Mother but Lake. Do you know like Mother Superior Lake, you know wherever that is in America? All right. No, anyway, I, I knew it was a joke. You, you, just, you complimented me with a smirk, and it was the worst ever. I was like, "Where is this going?" Is You're that listening. how you finish off tough mother? Oh my god! You're listening to Bandwagons. to bandwagons very happy to have you all here i'm here with breed welcome back to my kitchen welcome back to breed's kitchen with the dancing queen with the dancing queen this is official abba merch actually Mm. would you believe is it good dancing queen young and sweet only 17 i've kind of i kind of stretched the neck out of it it doesn't look like official merch Um, looks like uh like a penny's version of official merch now it does look a bit penny's doesn't it yeah but i like it anyway um how are you Good. Did you go to Harry Styles? No, I was going to say, where were you in Ireland went to Harry Styles? Yeah, I couldn't face Lane. Yeah. Because like, a load of our gang got tickets uh, when it went on sale and then they all ended up selling them and I think only a few of them went then and then obviously a load of people had tickets up for sale this week. Yeah. That's what like, would there would I, have been a ticket like if you wanted it. Would I? 
I just, even seeing the crowds leaving, I was like, now I was living for like the social media coverage and everyone's outfits and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting the serotonin that I probably would have gotten from being there yeah. through my little screen, which is great without having to <laughs> deal with crowds. Over. That is literally you know, your All life. I need is the serotonin pinging through my little screen. Um, I'll come back when he does fucking Crook Park or something. Yeah. Because I didn't realise how big Slane was. You might as well have been standing in our garden watching it. Like, you mm. know, he's like... You're just looking on the screen, really. Unless you were in those, like, gold yeah. circle tickets or whatever. It's like... And they were pretty now, crazy, were they? Some people on the hill had, like, a good vantage point, but also... Now, I don't think it rained that badly, but it did <laughs> rain. What are you laughing at? It's just not a good sentence either. Like, I don't think it rained that much. No, but, you know, but I was seeing people, like, sitting in the ponchos for, like, a few hours or whatever, and I was like, no. Yeah, no. 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 And the whole half an hour walk from the car park. No, 45 minutes, like. It's 45 minutes to an hour, like. Is it? No. Do you know when we were talking about when you did the Beyonce episode and you were like, what artist would you go abroad for? I'm like, more importantly, what artist would you go to Slane for? Because I'm like, yeah. I just, I don't know if I could. I was reading a whole thing. Like, I stupidly am in the, are you in the Maz who, on a, Maz who Rant on Facebook group? Maz Who Rant? No. It's I'm barely even on, on Facebook anymore. It's, it's so toxic. It's the worst group I've ever been in the world, but I love it. <laughs> And there was like, there was people giving out, there was like a whole, like a bus that broke down, going back to Waterford and like they all had to get picked up in Mount Mellick and like anyone that couldn't get picked up had to like just wait it out until they got a new bus to swap over and some people didn't get back to Waterford till like half eight this morning and all. Uh, just the whole idea of like getting back. I was like, how do people get back to a bus? Like how do they know where the bus is? How does the bus know when everyone's on and like that they're not waiting for someone and then like the whole logistics of everything just really... Made me really nervous. Stressful. Stressful. Yeah, no, I couldn't be dealing with that. Is he mother? Can we call him mother? Is he? No, I wouldn't. No, Don't I wouldn't do, do that. that. No. <laughs> no. Daddy? Not during Pride. Da- yeah, daddy. Yeah. I know that's very like gender binary. what's the word yeah gender binary which we also should be throwing out the window for. but I don't think we call Harry Styles mother you know okay who do you call we mother we don't call anyone mother um, it's not speak for, for yourself it's not for call, well, you can have it who do I call who do I call mother <laughs> You know, Charlie XCX is mother. Yeah. Oh, we are it, we are massively alienating our LGBTQ plus fan base. They are like, we thought we were here for a good time and I am here being pandered to. I keep saying to Mark, it's Marky baby and he doesn't get the reference. And I'm like, you know, Charlie XCX and he's just... Charlie baby. Yeah, I was like, you should go, it's Marky baby. And he's like, no. <laughs> but in what context would he be saying that? I don't know, just... Generally, just just people. The house, like, I don't know. It's Marky baby. How was Nora's first birthday Great. what was her we, we haven't not recorded since no we requested we to record a little bit in advance because i was in oh, yeah. for the long weekend oh yeah it was good what was her pit and peak of the birthday party and pit and peak of being alive for a year oh god how long have you got um her pit and peak of the birthday her party pit and peak now, not yours <laughs> <laughs> well her yeah so pit and peak of the birthday party she uh so i planned the party pit I'll do the pit first. Plan yeah, the party around her nap, general nap times, but she's never, she's not like, a, it's not like, ooh, 11 o'clock every single day. It's like, depends on when she wakes up. Mm. So I plan the party, this is so boring, for, on, based around the time when she's normally awake between her naps. And that morning she woke up late. So her nap time was like at the time the party was supposed to start. So she couldn't have her nap. So she was just really tired and cranky for the whole nap. Nice. So that was her pit. And then her peak was, I don't know, she got so many good presents. Yeah. Look at this, she has like Barbie's dream house. Yeah, I love the I love the house, love the gaff. She got a house, she got a That's slide, well. she got a swing, she got a, we got her a pool. She just got so much stuff. She got a really cute animal bus. Good haul. She got a bluey cake. Loved the cake, yeah. Roisin, the girl who made it, was literally had surgery on Wednesday. 
or whatever made the cake on Friday like pretty major surgery and like brought it to the party and was at the party on Sunday I was like what are you doing here you're insane go home Okay, good class. We linked it on the last Patreon episode in the post, but I'll leave it in the notes below again if anyone wants She's the crazy. cake in the... She did what a wedding cake. she do? She did a uh, oh, Wicklow Wexford, probably. Cool. I don't know, Carlo. I don't know how far she'll go. Um, she did a wedding cake like the day after she had surgery. The day after she got home from hospital or something. like Insane. And she's supposed to be on two-week bed rest or something. Crazy. Yeah, she needs to go back to bed. Don't insane. be ordering cakes. Let her sleep for two weeks and then order a cake. Yeah. Um, so it was great. One-year-old's birthday parties are so stressful. I didn't realise how stressful children's birthday parties are because you're not pandering to the child, you're pandering to everyone else who's coming to see the child. Yeah, that's quite, yeah, it's kind of annoying, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't just, like, not do it because everyone's like, oh, why didn't you give her a birthday party? Yeah. You can't win. You can't win. I feel like that's the thing I'm learning about parenting. knowing mothers and parenting. It's like, whatever you do, you're fucked because people are the worst <laughs> yeah. ever, like. Yeah, yeah. That's basically the topic of the theme for this week's yeah, episode. Yeah, having a baby. A bandwagon indeed. Yeah. A bandwagon indeed. Because we talked about it when we started again and about the major life events that all of us have been through and I had done the house and you had you evacuated a child yeah. and have successfully kept one alive, Yeah, which is more impressive. Um, and then we put it to people and people had a, people had a, lot, of, people had a lot of questions. Yeah. It's a, one, I was kind of flip-flopping about doing this because... I tried to do a Patreon about it and it's just like one of those topics where I will never feel qualified to talk about it because like... Does anyone though? But like, oh, I don't know how many people can be like mommy bloggers because it's like, you come on and you go, this is what we do or this is how, like, or like, you know, those like sleep, you probably don't, but like there's all these like sleep training oh, yeah, 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 mommy yeah, yeah. like Instagrams or whatever and I'm like, how do you have the confidence to come on here and be like, this is how you do it when like nobody knows what they're doing and mm-hmm. how to do it is what I've learned. Because before I was just like, oh yeah, I'll rebrand, I'll do like, fucking, I'll make, like, this is what I'm into now, I'm going to do all mummy content all the time, people will find it interesting, but, like, I don't know what I'm, what the fuck I'm doing. But you always wanted to be a man, like, as long as I've known you, like, yeah. you and I had another friend growing up, and she has, she's my, she's a little bit, no, she's, she is my age, and she has two kids now, and I remember, like, doing, I'm not going to name her, obviously, like, whatever, but, like, we, I remember doing PE with her, and her explicitly being like, I can't wait to be a mom, or like, yeah. I can't remember the specific conversation, obviously, but like, it just being constantly like about can't wait to have kids and stuff. And as long as I've known you, you've been the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I've never really had like major career goals, which is just like, you know, that people have like, you know, this, like, have a dream job in their head. I was always like, I'll do whatever for a while and then I'll like eventually just have kids and that'll be like what I do in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, it, like if it's really like I don't know whatever else about it like if I die tomorrow I'll have done it yeah and I'm glad I did it okay please don't say that <laughs> no but you know what I mean like I've yeah, 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 achieved yeah. it now yeah even though, like I'm in the fucking throes of it and all like I keep reminding myself we did it like you're doing it mm. and you did it and at least you did it every day yeah at least you did it yeah because like who the fuck knows in 10 years time which is kind of the reason why we did it now like who knows life yeah is, were you life always so thinking around now in terms of like timelines I'm doing heavy inverted commas there because what the fuck is a timeline for anyone you know I don't know because when I met Mark like that was the thing one of the like the one of the things we matched over was like he was just like I just really really want to be a dad and I was like yeah I really want to be a mom and we're like what what are we waiting for like because like shit happened in like our personal lives where we were just like anything could go on at any minute so like let's just do it and like figure it out as we go yeah 
Um, so like, the, well, I didn't really, I don't really care for, I didn't really have a timeline in my head because like obviously I met Mark and it happened very fast. So I wasn't like, I have to have a baby before I'm 28. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Didn't, it didn't happen like that, but um, I would rather, I've seen, like I know how tricky it is for people the longer you leave it. And I've seen that like in like people I know and how much easier it is to do it younger. So while we had like, the facilities to do it younger. We just went. I don't know. We just went for it. I use that word way too flippantly. Faculties, I started saying. Faculties, mental faculties. Um, yeah, no, that makes it. But I think I think it's important to say that, like, because I think people don't get the context of. Well, like, look, there's a part of me that's like, or I feel like when you were on about like trying and like wanting out of a baby, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? But that was, it was just. From my perspective, I couldn't have imagined it for me. And I think my issue or like the thing was, was that like I was projecting that onto you when it was like you and Mark have all this context that like I don't under, and that lived experience that I don't understand that it's like, it makes sense to you. And also that's all that matters. It doesn't like, it doesn't matter that I'm sitting here being like, well, I couldn't possibly fucking do this now. Well, you don't have to because it's, you're having a baby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like I was the same with you when you were like, me and Keen are going to buy a house. We've never lived together. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I know, like, well, thank fuck we didn't do that. Jesus Christ, we would have bricked each other in the head. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has their own like... I know, but I feel like... Context for doing big life But I things. feel like it's especially around like babies and having them like... Like, did you feel judged at all? Um, Like probably more from strangers on the internet than people who knew me because people who knew they us... don't count, fuck them. People who knew us knew like that that was... We what we wanted and what we were like mm. that's just the type of people. But again, we were. that's what I'm saying. It was like all that context. Like no, they they don't fucking know that because they're just like what they yeah. see one thing online and it's like Ugh, and they yeah. have all these opinions. And again, it's probably because it's something that they wouldn't do or they're not ready for. Yeah, and they're projecting and being like there was a I, there was a lot of shit. I don't look at it anymore. But there was people. Do not. Who, no, I don't. I genuinely don't because like. Where, where was it getting me? But there was a lot of people being like, wow, like, I really hope her family will support her. And, like, I hope they're, like, her friends are there when, like, Mark leaves her and all this. Like, as if it was, like, accidental. And that, like, I, like a lot of shit. And I was just like, where is your context for this? Like, what are you basing this off? Like, that I just got pregnant on a one-night stand and now he has to stay with me? Like, I don't understand. Jesus Which probably, Christ. like, from the outside, we, we were together not that long, like... I know, what but a like, horrible thing but to put out into the world. Massive like. assumptions, like, I really hope her family are supporting her. Like, I feel so bad for her that she has to move back to Gory. I was like, these are all decisions that I've consciously chosen yeah. to make and do. And, like, I understand why it seems wild because I don't go on Instagram and go, hi, I'm trying for a baby. But yeah. it was crazy. People are crazy. Uh, anyway, on to our more positive note. Um, where do babies come from? <laughs> no. <laughs> Talk to me about the conception. No. No, 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 no. So, okay, where were you when you found out you were pregnant? I was in London. In London, London baby. I, I, I think I vaguely remember you telling me this, but obviously the listeners don't know, so. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it doesn't matter when it was. Like, it lined up with one of your major events. One <laughs> <laughs> of your major breakdowns. It was like the same day. That's when, that's when things started to go. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was at her. Yeah, I think I kind of mentioned this on the first episode when we yeah. came back. But like, like, I, I sent you a message or whatever. I was like, I don't remember this message, and I went back to find it. And I was like, literally, just when I was pregnant, I was like, so I probably wasn't there for her. I was at her to be in that moment. Yeah, like it was just, like I had. I think I'd locked myself out of the house, or I'd locked. <laughs> no, I'd locked my keys into my car, and I 
had to go to six o'clock show and end up having to get a taxi and spend money on the taxi and I didn't have that much money and like I had to like Kian needed the car to come back for something and I was like trying to sort a locksmith and he was working and it was like it's a, like it's so bears. yeah and like At it's not past that yeah it's like <laughs> Don't start. We'll talk about it on Patreon. Um, it sounds, obviously, because it's not that bad, whatever, but, like, there was just a lot going on and I just found it all, like, it you know, yeah, everything compounding, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, actually having, like, a full-blown, like, kind of panic attack about the whole thing and being like, this is whatever. Um, and I think we were recording that night, I think. No, yeah. we weren't. Um, if you were in London, then we weren't. It was, it was, like, just, I don't know, it could have been, like, the day before or the day after or something, I mean, oh, yeah, it was, like, the sorry. same, like... Yeah. Time. Same anyway. I think we recorded the Nicki Minaj episode or something. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I have no memory of doing a Nicki Minaj episode. And that's on, now I know why. But anyway, we were going to London. Market got me a trip for my birthday to see Old Tim Lowe. Um, so we were like just going over for a few nights. And when I was in the airport, I like I'm just like an anxious flyer anyway. So I was like peeing and I hated like now I don't care. But like at the time I would never pee on a plane. And okay. I was literally it was like an hour flight. I just I don't know. I don't Germs know. Or just like didn't want the whole hassle the of actually have to get in, get up and go in and oh, do the whole okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd rather yeah. just not have to. So yeah. I was peeing so much in the airport before we got on the flight. I was like, I'm just going to pee one more time. Peeing, peeing, peeing. And I thought it was just like me being like nervous that I was going to need to pee on the flight. And then we got to London and there was, I don't know, there was, we were like having the time of our lives or whatever. I went to the Lion King, went out for dinner, like had a big bottle of wine. Like went to, we were in the Sky Garden the next day. And I was drinking like a pint of Peroni or something. Like it was like, I don't know, something stupid. And then um, I can't remember what I said, but Mark was just like, I think you might be pregnant. I was like, why? And he was like, I don't know, I've just been watching you. And like, there's just like, he'd be mad for like watching me and then Googling and like mm. keeping an eye on it. And he was like, I've just been, I've just been keeping an eye and I just think maybe we should do a test. And I was like, okay. And we did a test and he thought I was joking. Like I went to the bathroom of the hotel and, um, it was like one of those digital tests. So it, like, it was like loading bar like on it. It was insane. Um, That's nuts. Oh my God. What? Was like, I was there in like a hotel. Like a loading screen. Yeah. Like fucking hell. And I was in like a hotel robe and I was in the bathroom and he was just like on the bed in the room. And I just like gasped really loudly and he thought I was taking the piss. And then I came out and I was just like fully like. And then. Rattling. Yeah. That was, that was it. And the rest was history. Yeah. I was pregnancy rough at the start I got really bad morning sickness for like three weeks I lost like a stone no I lost a lot of weight like I'd never ever been so skinny yeah <laughs> then when I got pregnant <laughs> which is so ironic <laughs> I just couldn't eat like I was eating I was eating like a protein bar a day and yeah. like a fucking hit like we couldn't I couldn't no couldn't keep anything down like my favorite takeaway I would just like curl up in a ball in front of him just like lie there and uh, so the first like eight, like week eight to week eleven or something, I was just like never threw up, but like constantly like the worst travel sickness you've ever had. Mm. Couldn't go like two minutes in a car. Or I thought I was going to throw up. It was horrible. I got UTIs. I almost had a I had a kidney infection. Almost had a kidney infection. Like and this is all before anyone even knows that like are pregnant. Oh, yeah. So like I was not able to go to work and I was like in bed all day and like. I had to go on like a family trip with Mark's family with a kidney infection and the like no one I was pregnant. I remember and, you texting me about this, I think. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can't drink. I'm on antibiotics for this, which is, but I was in bits and I had like a hot water bottle with me and it was just, nobody knew except his parents. Um, and I was just, it's fine. Like looking back now, it was just like such a minor blip in the whole 
thing but like at the time I was like how does it get worse than this do you know what I think is so funny because obviously you were pregnant when we did the last live shows and like a couple of people said when you announced it then a couple of people said it after and they were like I knew you weren't drinking at the live shows I'm like how the fuck did you notice that I'll tell you after. This doesn't really matter, but I remember. So I, there was definitely someone else, but there's one person I remember specifically being like, oh, I copped. Like, they're not like really a friend of ours at all. Like, it was just so, like someone who listens. I was like in the crowd. I was like, how the fuck did you cop that? Like, because you were drinking a Coke. Like, so you could have well, been, no, you weren't, but you could have well been drinking like a vodka. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I gave up caffeine, so I wasn't even drinking like. Oh, maybe you weren't. Oh, I can't remember what you were. But like, that, that, I would not even, none of that no. should even register with me. No. Like, obviously I knew, so like, I knew you were no, drinking. I think it was probably like, like a seven up or something like that, you wouldn't even... Yeah, probably. Like, it could have been anything in the glass. Even before you told me. Now, I hadn't seen you that much in person because we were, like, you were pretty much making the move down to Wexford and like, I was, whatever, and it was still fucking COVID or whatever. But I didn't really know only for the fact that you were, like, wrecked. And there was a couple of things that we had to, like, reschedule because you were, like... Keen did a lot of episodes, I realised, like, on Patreon and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, and we did a succession episode or something. I was just like, how many... I was like, Keen... I was like, when did Keen do this? And then I'd look at the date and I was, like, obviously just, oh, like... Oh, Agni Uncle or something as well, like, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a couple of episodes where you were just like, I, like, I can't. And I was I like, right, okay, up, like, like, yeah. Let's just draft in breed number two, aka Keen Roach. There was a moment when we were in Eddie Rockets in, and we'd ordered food it was taken ages and I got like the most severe like pain and like now I know it was like wind pains or like gas trap gas or something but it was like like I couldn't move with the pain in my stomach and I was like lying on the table and Eddie Rock was like crying and the food still hadn't come and we were there for ages and Mark was like we just sat well, let's just go like what are we doing I was in the bathroom and Eddie Rock was like ah is that your trapped gas or the baby's trapped gas no it was mine like this is very early on like there okay. was a very little baby like yeah at that stage it was just like whatever was like the like I don't whatever know, chemistry or whatever inside me was changing. Yeah. And like, uh, oh my God. And I just, I, we just had to go. We just like walked out of the rockets with like no food and never ate or anything. Else. And just, it was hell. That was really bad. But anyway. I can't, I remember, like, honestly, I remember very little of the last like two years. That's, a, but that's why you said you wanted to do this episode as well. Because you said that you feel like you remember like. Less and less. Less and day. less. Do you have any weird cravings? What was my weird cravings? Oh, I used to go and buy birthday cakes. Like specific birthday cakes from Tesco or whatever. Like the bakery Gory makes them and they just, they're chocolate fudge and they say happy birthday on them and they have Smarties dotted around them. <laughs> and I would eat like, you just the like car work singing, away. Eating them on your own. Just, I would just like get it and have it and I just work away off it. Because, like, the guilt and shame that I was attached to eating food for probably most women was just gone when I was pregnant. Because I was yeah. like, I have to eat. I have to eat as many calories as I can. Yeah. I'm a human. And I was, like, not gaining, like, all my weight was going to the baby. Like, everything I ate was going to the baby. So I had nothing on me. Like, my back. Yeah. You couldn't tell I was pregnant from behind or, like, my face or anything. It was just, she sucked everything out of me. <laughs> and it was, I could eat whatever I wanted and it was so freeing. Um, so I used to eat, like, a lot of birthday cakes. <laughs> And I don't know what else. I think birthday cakes and they asked this at my baby shower. They were like, what's Breed's favourite food? And everyone was just like birthday cakes or bagels or something like weird bagels. I can't remember. Cocoa Pops. Oh, okay. I lived off Cocoa Pops. You were like, is there a thing with like sweet things and something of that being associated with gender? No, it's like if you're lacking like magnesium, you'll crave sugar. And then I was getting like really bad 
cr- uh, like shooting pains, like cramps in my legs. Right. When I was trying to sleep at night, and that was like lack of magnesium as well. So I had to take magnesium, and all like it's all, it's all related. Did you find out the gender? Yes, we found out. We weren't going to find out, and we told everyone we weren't finding out. And then like you can, f- we got an early scan at like eight weeks, and then we got one at twelve, and then at like sixteen weeks, you can f- like it's from when. From 16 weeks on, you can find out the gender. So we were like sitting in Mark's house and it was like, we were one day off 16 weeks or something. And we were like, looking. There, there's a private clinic in Gory for scans. And we were like, we could literally just go tomorrow and find out the gender and not tell anyone. And Mark was like, I've booked it. I've done it. I've just booked. And then we just went and did it. But like, obviously my mom knows, I don't she's psychic or something. Because we were sitting in my house and I had pictures from the private scanner, something I was showing her. And she was just like, why did you get another scan? Like, that's so, like, I was like, oh, I just, you know, I just wanted to see. And she was just like, you know the gender, don't you? And I was like, no. And then Mark was sitting at the kitchen table in my mom's house. And she was like, Mark, did you find out the gender? And he was just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, Mark, you say no. And then she was just like, okay, obviously I know. So she knew. And then I think Mark slipped up in front of his mom and said she or something at one point, so she knew, but she never let on. Mark sounds like... She, huh? Yeah, yeah she, knew, she never let on that she knew, but she knew the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. So we knew the gender. Let's talk about labour. Can you remember it? Can I remember the labour? Um, yeah. In, well, I think I can, but obviously I, won't, I don't remember the parts I don't remember. Do How, yeah, no fair. How did you... Like, yeah, I've, like I have another friend who's like, I can't... She's like, she can remember it, but it's like, there's in a large section fashion. of it that it's yeah. like I was on another planet. Yeah. Um, how did you feel going into it? Like, were you I was, scared, I was nervous, nine, ready, nine calm? Days over. Okay, Jesus so I was Christ. ready to go. Yeah. I was like, re- like ready for it at any time. And I was just kind of like, I tried, I'd done a lot of like hypn- hypnobirthing. I did a hypnobirthing course and I did like, I was like, a, a bet into like the hypnobirthing podcasts. And I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to go with my mind. Like, my body knows what it's doing. I'm going to breathe through it. And then when you get in there, like, it all goes out the window. But uh, I was like, I wasn't really scared for labour because I was like, people a lot, like... Do it literally every day as you're listening to yeah. this podcast. And like, this is Someone so is. silly, but like, when I got my tattoos, like, I barely flinched. And she was like, the, the tattoo girl was like, you must have a, like a decent pain tolerance. You, yeah, you do, I think. I um, don't. Yeah, so I was just like, well, if I have a decent pain tolerance, like I'm probably, like people with less of a pain tolerance do it than me. Yeah. Like they're fine. They turn out fine. So like, I'll be grand. And then, so I was nine days over. It was like the bank, June bank holiday, Saturday night. And we were in bed at half two and I started to get like cramps and they were like pretty regular. And then I waited like an hour and a half and then I woke Mark and we rang the hospital because they were five minutes apart at the start, which isn't, like we were like oh my god it's happening right now it should be longer part like yeah and then it gets like closer yeah. together but like they were started off very close together and we didn't know why so we rang the hospital and they were like no you're fine like hang on another few hours like and talk to us later today so that was like five in the morning and I like hung on then to like maybe eight and then Mark rang them again and like because I was just panicking I was just like I don't want to be here yeah, in yeah. labour like and I was, we're 40 minutes from the hospital and I was like I do not want to be in labour on a motorway in severe, like, like toe curling pain. Yeah. I just want to be down there when that happens. You don't want, want to be one of the ones that, like, stuff. beat or whatever. What's your radio station here that, like, shares yeah. on their Facebook page? It's like, bro, Breed and Mark, welcome there. Special little girl on the month. Yeah, shout out to the emergency yeah. services. Like, obviously, great work, emergency services, every time they do that, but also... No. And I wasn't, I didn't think it was going to happen like that, but I just didn't want to be, like, I wanted, when the big wave of, like, labour came, I wanted to be in a hospital bed yeah, yeah. with, like, nurses and doctors yeah. and all. 
But they were like not as keen to have me down there <laughs> for, for like well, a I fucking think, day and a half doing the, that. Yeah, the only thing is they probably hear it so much and they know that like... Yeah, they knew. They were like, you're, you're not anywhere close. Yeah. So I rang them again at half eight and, or Mark rang them and he was just like... And they won't talk. They were like, we have to talk to Breed because like they can tell by your voice like yeah. how bad you are. They can tell like if you're not able to like speak properly, then you're probably in pretty severe labour. So we went down. They were like, if she's really wants pain relief, like come down whenever. So we went down at like half eight. And I'd only been like having whatever for like six hours at this stage. But it wasn't still very bad. It was fine. I got up and had like a full Irish and then like went to the hospital. Like I was still Yum. fine. Yeah. Got down there and they were like, yeah, no, you're you're nowhere close. Like go, you can stay here all day or you can go home for the day and come back like when it gets worse. Suppose, yeah. yeah. Or like, you, you know, walk around, go for a walk, do whatever you want, lie, go to bed or whatever. So we, they sent us home at 10 o'clock and then we just spent the whole day like, I was just like, trying to like get through do things in between contractions and I remember going to like the McDonald's in Mexford Town to use the toilet and like in the car like having a contraction and then it would pass because people don't realise and I didn't realise that you're you have contractions every few minutes and between those contractions you're absolutely fine mm. but the contractions get closer together and that's when you're not absolutely fine but like early on you're, not, you're like you're absolutely normal and then like one will hit and you're like incapacitated for a minute or 30 seconds or whatever so we I got to McDonald's and like ran to the toilet and tried to like get out before another contraction would come and it was so stressful so I made it we went for like a walk around the estate and stuff and we got to like four o'clock and I was like if I can get to four o'clock like I'm going back because it was just biding my time so we went back down at like four I think this was Sunday afternoon bank holiday Sunday and they were like right well this is the second time we've come down we're keeping you now like we're not sending you home again mm. even though they were like we don't think you're anywhere yeah. close so we hung around and they sent me to the maternity ward to like get comfortable in there. And it got to like half, it got to like ten, half nine or 10. And they gave me pethidine, which is like an injection in your bone, which is supposed to be pain relief. So you can have a little sleep or whatever. So they gave me pethidine and told Mark to go home. They were like, this is going to be a long night. Like she's nowhere close. Sent him home. And I rolled over and fell asleep for maybe half an hour. And then I woke up in like excruciating pain. And like my... Like, I was on my side, but, like, one leg was, like, shooting up in the air. But, like, I was just trying, like, all contorted, trying to, like, yeah. get through the, like, contraction. And I was, like, didn't want to bother anyone because they told me I was nowhere close. So I was, like, okay, I was just going to be like this all night. And uh, I was, like, I don't know, maybe three centimetres or something. And I was going in and out of the bathroom in the maternity ward. And there was other ladies there who were, like, not in labour, just, like, one had a baby. The rest, there was, like, two others that were just there with, like, they were pregnant with, like kidney infections or something I don't know they weren't like in labour and they weren't didn't have a baby yeah 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 so I was like trying to be quiet and like not disturb anyone I was like <gasps> walking around and then one of the midwives came in and she was just like you need to go down to like she was like get down to labour ward right now and I was like no no I'm fine I'm fine and she was like no and she was like um we're gonna ring your partner to come back and Mark had literally only got home and like lay in bed to come back and we, they rang him to come back so we got down and then you can't get an epidural before you're five centimeters. And I think I was almost just at the five. So when I got back down to the labour ward, I'd like shot up like loads of centimetres in like an hour or something. Yeah. And they were ringing your man to come down and do the epidural for me. So when Mark got there, I was like over, like he left me and I was like, like peacefully going to sleep in a bed. <laughs> and then when he came back, I was like, ah! yeah, like yeah. over the side of a bed. And he walked in and they were literally about to do the epidural and he had like no like build up to it. He just like walked into like a totally different setup than he left. 
and he had to come over and hold my hand. And when they're doing your epidural, you cannot move like even a centimeter yeah, yeah. or it's like really, because it's in your spine and they're putting like a tube into your spine. But you're in so much pain that like you can't, like it's so hard to stay still. So Mark came over in front of me and like knelt down and I was like holding his hand or whatever. And then he got up and he went over and like picked up his fucking Pepsi or something and started drinking it and sat in the chair. And I was like, what are you doing? Get back over here. And then he came back and he was just like, really quiet and I was like pinching the bed sheets like putting all my paint into like this little pinch on the bed sheets and I felt like something went to my spine or whatever or something came over me and I just kind of thought that was it and I went oh, and I kind of relaxed a little bit and your man went mad doing the epidural he was like you moved remember that you moved you moved and Mark was like in his head he was like that's it she's fucking paralyzed like it's game over and <laughs> I was just like, I was high as a kite on whatever. I was sucking gas and air. Like, la, 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 la. Best thing ever. I kept, I was talking absolute gibberish. I was like, it tastes like nightclub shots and all. Like, I was like, like in a, on a whole different planet, whatever was in, like, the gas and air tasted like shots. Ooh, Mickey Finn's. And Mickey then Finn's gas and air. Mark, well, at the time, I realised, or afterwards, he told me when he went over to sit in the chair, he was fainting and he, like, tried to get, like, some sugar and, like... Mark was? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> While I was getting up the chair. And I was, like, Jesus. shouting at him to, like, come back and hold my hand. <laughs> ah, here, how are you? look. And, uh... So it was fine. I wasn't paralyzed. And he ended up like the abjurer <laughs> yeah. was fine. But your mom was so mean. And he came in and then I was fine. Then once that went in, because it literally takes everything away, all your pain away. And I was, Mark got me a Snickers or something out of the bag. And your man was like, what do you have? And I was like, a Snickers, you don't want. And he was like, no, like you can't eat on this. Or like it might react with the epidural. And I was like, have a Snickers, have a Snickers. And Mark was like, Brian, I don't think he's asking for a Snickers. <laughs> I was just on like a different planet. <laughs> um... And then that was fine, but like, oh, I got to go to sleep then. That was maybe like half one. I got to go to sleep for a few hours. And they told me, I can't remember actually what time it was. It was sometime in the middle of the night. I got to go to sleep. And when I woke up, they were going to like burst my waters if they hadn't gone. And then we were going to start pushing at like whatever time. I think we started pushing at seven or something. So I woke up at like whatever time and they broke my waters and there was meconium in the waters which is like basically like it's baby's poo like if she's in oh if she's overdue or whatever like all the waste I don't really know gets mixed up with the waters and if they breathe it in it's not great yeah so her heart rate started to drop when that happened so they were like right we just need to go now and like push or whatever and I could have this in the wrong order but this is how I remember it so we started pushing I'm not going to correct you like I wasn't there (laughs) there's definitely some big gaps in this timeline but Started pushing at seven and like my epidural had like kicked in so much that I literally could not feel a thing from my waist down. I was like, they kept me in like push, push down into your bum. And I was like, it's like asking me to push out of your bum. Like it's, there's no connection between here and there. Like I can't. So I thought like I was trying to do what I thought was pushing and my face was going like purple and all. And Mark was like, he thought my head was going to explode. like... (laughs) It was doing nothing. Like you're running turn in the chocolate factory and turns like, blue. Yeah, literally, that's what I looked like. I was so purple and I wasn't doing it and like I wasn't like moving her at all. And in the lead up to labour, like some midwives were saying that she was sunny side up, which is like basically like her face is up towards the sky, which is not, it's much harder to deliver like that. Usually they'll give you a C-section if they're like that. And then other midwives were like, no way, she's 100% face down. So I don't know if she was like spinning around in there or what the fuck's going on. Because no, like it was like everyone was saying different things. And in labour, I think she must have turned or something. I have an appointment coming up with, like, 
the hospital to, so they can talk me through what happened and why it happened because I was just like on a different planet. So she uh, wouldn't come out. She was like stuck basically like at a fucking corner, I don't know, in there. And she, it doesn't matter, didn't matter how much I thought I was pushing or maybe I was pushing, she wasn't moving. So they gave me an episiotomy and then they got the what suction. What is an episiotomy for anyone who is not familiar? It's basically like, so the space between your vagina and your <laughs> anus, they will cut like a big... I don't mean to laugh. Sorry, they like that. snip it so that <sighs> they can get the baby out a lot easier. Like, okay. which is what it is. Like, and they ask your permission and all in the moment to do it. And I just didn't What is he going to say? Yes, like, like apparently, obviously. Apparently it's to like prevent tearing, but like some people argue that tearing is more natural and like your body will heal better if it tears itself. Instead yeah. of like an episiotomy, which is like... Who knows, yeah. Who knows? I got an episiotomy anyway, and it healed fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> who cares? And she... So they cut me and then they did the suction cup on her head, which is basically like literally looks like a moon cup, mm. but the size of a baby's head. Right. With like the little thing on a yeah. moon cup. You have a moon cup, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And they were pulling like the thing and then all of a sudden it went snap. And Mark was like, the baby's head has come off. <laughs> it no. was like the loudest pop I've ever heard in my life. And I started crying and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, midwife was like looking at my face. And I was like, uh. And she was like, it's fine. We just need to get her out now because her heart rate kept dropping like the more, yeah. the longer she was in there and the more like we were trying and it wasn't going anywhere. So they were like, we're going to do this one more time. But they were like, get everyone, call everyone, like have everyone on standby. For a they, section. They never said section, but they were like, ring the other doctor. Because there was already like two consultants. Usually I think you will just have a midwife until like there's like some sort of complication. There was two consultants in the room and then they were, had a third one on the way. So I'm almost sure they were about to send me for an emergency C-section. And then the second time they put the suction cup on and she just like kind of like flew out. And that was it. And then she, so I was only pushing for like an hour and a, an hour and a bit. Like she was born at 10 past eight and they put her up in my chest and I just, like she stopped crying as soon as I spoke. She was like, wah, wah. and then I spoke and she just like stopped and looked at me. It was like E.T. Oh my God. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she did not look anything like I thought yeah. she was going to look. And it was so. In what way? I was just like, I thought there would be like this natural. And for some people there probably is, but like this like. It's oh, immediate, that's like, my baby. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's exactly. Like, I know by looking at her that she's my baby, but this this could have been like any baby they put on me, and I was just like, I do not yeah. recognize her, and I just thought I would, mm. which is crazy. So they put her on it's me. It's not crazy. Like I think it's. I think I think it happens to a lot of people. Yeah, and I it was just like, well, like so she was still a tiny baby, and I was just like, oh, and I was just all over the place, and then I had to be stitched up, so they had to give her to Mark, and I wanted to do delayed cord clamping, which is where they don't cut the cord straight away so that the, all the blood from the placenta can get to the baby. Okay. So you're not like cutting it off and leaving it in the placenta, basically all okay. the good stuff. It's like a newer thing that's come in, in the last few years, but like most places will do it now by default. You don't really have to ask for it. But with me, I was like, they were like, wanted to cut it straight away and get her lungs suctioned for all the okay, meconium. Yeah. And the midwife was like, no, no, she wants like this. So they had to, they were all just kind of like, do, 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 like trying to like balance it out with delaying the cord clamping and getting the baby, like, yeah. suctioned and stuff. So they just did it. Like, I didn't really get the full, like, delayed, whatever. It was just fine. Um, and then they gave her to Mark, and I was being sewed up. And I was like, Mark, give me your phone so I can take a picture of you. So I took a picture of Mark holding Nora on his chest. Like, they, was, they were doing skin to skin in the chair beside me. And then there was a woman 
stitching me up. So and I was like, and then no, for some <laughs> for some reason I was like, this is hilarious. And I was like, or I was like, if this goes wrong, I want to know who did this. So I took a picture. <laughs> On Mark's phone, and there's still a picture of Mark's phone. It's like a poor like, woman trying to do her job. Like, and there's just like a doctor like, <laughs> sewing up on my two legs. And I didn't tell him, and I just gave him back his phone. He said a few days later he was going through the picture. And he was like, well, What is this? Why did you take this? But for some reason in my head, I was like, Oh, if it goes wrong, I want to know who was responsible. I actually are absolutely cooking bananas after, like, between the, the, yeah, the drugs and everything yeah. and the hormones. And it was uh, eight o'clock was when the midwives turn over or whatever. So she was born at 10 past eight. So literally everyone in the room just like ran as soon as she was born. They were like, That was the end of their shift. <laughs> bye bye. They yeah, were like, Yeah, yeah bank holiday Monday. They were like, Bye. And up the nurses, up the midwives, up the healthcare workers. Oh, like well. they're just, yeah, like they were the loveliest people. But uh, there was um, like probably like 20 minutes where there was no one in the room and I was like still in the stirrups and I was literally like bleeding out my ass. Like, <laughs> there was only me and Mark and the baby in the room. And I was like, this doesn't, because they one like saw me up and she just went, congratulations and walked out. And I was like, surely like some, there's someone supposed to be here like helping us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do we do? And then I was like, Mark, and we were just waiting and waiting. And then, but they were having their hand over out, like the nurse's yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. It was all like, it was fine. But they, they, so a minor ball was dropped and I was left in stirrups for ages. And then I rang the bell and they came in and there was new, a whole new group of midwives. And they were like, what? They were like, who left you like this? They were like, what are you doing? And they like, I just love it up here. Uh, yeah. But like they take, it's not like a hospital bed. They, it's a hospital bed, but they take half of it away. So like. Where your arse stops, there's no bed, like. So it was just... It's not like I was comfortable or... Like, yeah, it was just... Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was insane. And Mark had a baby. Mark's never held a baby before. Just <laughs> like a it bomb was, went off in the room. Like. Absolutely crazy. And then I got up and I needed to go to the toilet. Or, or I, I was like, can I shower, please? And then they were like, yeah. So they brought... Like, I was able to go in and shower in that room and all. And then we went back. Um, and that was it. She was born. She was perfect. She was... Like, not teeny tiny. She was an average weight. I thought she was going to be huge because me and Mark were huge babies. Mm. She was an average weight. She was like three, And if you go over, three. isn't it sometimes if you go if you over, over yeah, you babies. She had really long hair, really long dark hair and really, like, long fingernails. Did you have heartburn? Really bad heartburn. Okay, yeah. I well. had Kenneth, like, bringing Tums over from America, <laughs> which, like, little, like, flavoured... They're, like, mega Gaviscon. Yeah, they're, like, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, like, smoothie flavoured, like, mm, <laughs> whatever, like, <laughs> anti-heartburn stuff. Yeah. So I was popping them all the time. And that was it. She was born and it was absolute chaos. Was it everything you expected? No, not at No, and it was so, like, I just felt like it was so rushed, which I think the whole thing with hypnobirthing is that, that, like, your body knows what it's doing, just give it the time and give it the chance and, like, trust your body and it will do it itself. Whereas I think now with the way hospitals are and like the understaffing and stuff and there's probably like many reasons for it but I really I feel like they're like let's get you in let's get this baby out of you as quick as we can and let's get you out again like in the safest way possible and that ends up resulting in a lot of c-sections sometimes mm. um but like I do think like it probably I don't know and like Nora turned so it probably wasn't the case for me because she was literally like just a bit stuck I think I think I don't really know and yeah but I think a lot of people have a, the experience where they're just like what the what the fuck? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then what about being a mom then? <laughs> Who knows? Shrug. Yeah. Or like was... what to, like what, to, what surprised you about the transition of becoming a mom? Like I have always, I was 15 when Quiva was born. Mm. So I was Your younger like, sister. Yeah, my youngest sister. And I was like her second mom, they were saying like growing up, like I brought her places and like she'd come have sleepovers in my house and stuff. And like I'd go pick her up from school and drop her to school and like we'd go for lunch and like it was all like very like fun. And I was just like, oh, I was like, this is so much fun. Like it's so easy, but like the hard work, well, I wasn't doing any of the hard work. Like I wasn't doing like the nights or like the routines or... Do you know, I was getting her to treat her to do stuff. Mm. But um, I, I've always had, like, I come from a really big family with loads of fucking cousins, and there's always been a baby on the go. Like, there's, I've been baby adjacent for what feels like my whole life. Baby and I babysat, I've a godson, I used to babysit, like, loads of different babies, and all. And I was just like, it's fine, like, I know what I'm doing. Whereas, like, Mark had, like, one niece who he was very close to it, but she's born during COVID, so they never got to, like, hold her as a baby or anything. Yeah. Um, they got her like when she started walking and toddling and stuff and they were like yeah this is great crack but like he didn't know like what what to do with a newborn newborn so in my head I was like the challenge is going to be like just showing Mark how to do everything but actually the challenge is like all of it it's like a baby like you're like trying to bath her and you're like is the water too hot is it not like am I holding her the wrong way that she's not able to breathe properly like everything is like what do I do now? Like, and if you don't, like, they're so fragile and small that you're like, if I do, like, the slightest thing wrong, like, will she die? Like, will she, like, not be okay? Do you know? It's so much pressure. And even when she would go to sleep or whatever, I'd still be like, is she, like, is she alive? Is she breathing? Is she safe and cool, like, cool enough? And because uh, all of it, like, it's not, I was like, oh, you know, I'll wrap her up, I'll feed her, she'll go to sleep, I'll go have a shower, I'll do my makeup, like, I'll come back, she'll wake up and we'll go for a walk. And, like, it was, like, babies aren't, like, robots, you know, they're strange humans that you have to learn about that can't communicate with you other than crying. They have no idea how to tell you who they are or what they like or what they want or what they need other than crying. And Nora had colic as well, so she cried a lot and she was in, like, really bad pain a lot, which was really hard. And it was just, like, they're just so unpredictable. Like, even today, I'm just like, what do you want? Like, what do you, like, why are you giving out? Yeah. And she has to, like, she's so much more able to communicate now. But it's still, like, it's not natural. Well, it wasn't for me that I just go, oh, she must be hungry. Like, and then she was hungry. It was like, okay, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And you're all just trying to, like, placate this screaming baby. navigate it, yeah. Yeah. Was so tough. Um, we have some questions. I'm conscious of time, so and we got a lot of questions in. So um, 
Let me have a look and see. We do have time, yeah. I forgot we started a little bit later than when I actually got here. Uh, things you swore you'd never do till you actually had a baby. Screen time? I, I, that's a classic one, like... But I was like, I was like, I will never, I will never have my toddler like be soothed by a fucking screen. Like they're just going to learn to be bored and like, like we used to be. And then it just got to the point where for my own mental health, I needed something else that she would be in, like that would keep her occupied for an extended period of time mm. other than me or like dangerous shit around the house. Like when I have a shower... She can walk now, so like when I have a shower, like I can't do anything with her. She's too big for a playpen or a cot or anything, so I just have to like have her in the room with me and keep her entertained while I'm trying to have a shower. <laughs> so it's like I put on YouTube and I give her blocks and I give her books and like I just like keep like I'm standing in the shower looking at her and then it's like otherwise if she wasn't looking at whatever Miss Rachel, she loves sticking her hands in plugs or something. Did I make that up? She, oh, all babies do that. Oh, we well. had to like, we have a box over those ones. You're like, that's not you, unique to Nora. That's no. like just a baby thing. But if she wasn't doing that, she was like playing with the toilet brush or she's like trying to drink the bleach or she's like chewing on a roll of toilet roll. Yeah. And it's like, if I can just give her YouTube for 10 minutes and she'll sit and watch that, then that's what I'm going to do. So I would, I, yeah, we were like, we will never bring an iPad to a cafe to keep her entertained while we enjoy breakfast. But like, we're now we're like, yes, absolutely do yeah. that. Everything in moderation, yeah. Babes. Everything in moderation for your own mental health. Uh, have friends pregnant? Was there anything your friends did that you were allergic to slash loved? It's hard to know. There was uh, my sister in law Orla had Mark's niece, so when Nora was born, she literally showed up at the door with like little like cooling things for your nipples for breastfeeding and like all these stuff from the chemist that I didn't really know I needed and like even before I needed it she was just and she would just like leave them in the door and go home and it was one of the best gifts I like was ever given was just this little bag of things she was like you will need them the time will come and here they are and I don't want anything else I don't want to see the baby I don't want to see you I'm going to go home and leave you alone and it was like the best thing ever it's really hard. I found it really, really tough at the start to juggle all the visitors because we have like such big families and so many people that wanted to see her. And I just was like not able. Mm. So for a lot of people that Which came... Which is fair enough. Yeah, but like you didn't want to say no because people just want to see like, yeah. the baby. Like, yeah. And it's just like... Of course, I know, there's, of yeah, her, like, I know there's never like malice in people wanting to visit, but you know, it's like, but, like I think you, there's also a lack of awareness around the fact that it's like... It's okay to stay away for as long yeah. as possible. Like, yeah. And some people did, and that was good. But like other people were just like, when I have family that have a baby, I'm like, oh, I'll come see it. Like it'll be nice. like you want me to be in. Like you know, you feel like they want you to come and see the new baby because they want to show it off. But like reality for a lot of moms, I'd say is please don't come near me for like four weeks at least. And if you do come, make it really bring food and make it really fucking fast. Yeah, because like there were some people. Like no, there wasn't some people, but like the worst thing in the world is sitting there and being like, I really, just really need to go to the toilet or like lie down or have a shower or something and you're just here talking to me and it's like, I don't have time for this right yeah. now. Like there's so many more urgent things. Or like, like such a small window here. and yeah. yeah. Or like I was breastfeeding so I was just, I was like, like and the baby be crying. I'm like, oh, I really need to feed her but I don't want to just like whip out my boob in front of visitors which is so silly. Like I absolutely did and should have but like people don't realise you don't, yeah, you don't know you don't initially know. and it feels weird because you've never done it. Like, yeah. like, and I, so it got to the point where I was just like, people would come visit and I would just hand her to Mark and I would just stay in bed and he would bring her downstairs to see the visitors and bring her back up to me when she needed to be fed and I just wouldn't see anyone. And it probably seemed really rude at the time, but I have no regrets about it. I said no to everything. 
How long after birth till you start to feel like a human being again? Mm, a whole year. <laughs> uh, like genuinely, like three months. You're ble- like, you bleed for like at least like four, that's like four to six weeks or something. I don't know, crazy. You know like you have a heavy period you for know, like six like weeks. You know when the royals have babies and like hours after they're marched out steps yeah. and like hair and makeup, whatever, and the latest fucking dress from Marks and Spencer's yeah. and it's probably not even Marks and Spencer's designer. What am I talking about? And it's like, she is in like maternity underwear right now and like, but I just, I can't ask, like, even like, I can't even fathom it. Like, yeah. Or like, it's just, yeah. And then your mind is like, the last thing you can think about is like being in front of people. Like all yeah. you're thinking about is like, what the fuck do I do with this baby? Like, yeah, it's just a cloud over every other thought. There was a, like, I've seen people on Instagram who like come out of the hospital with their baby in like gorgeous dresses with their hair done and all. And I was just like, I still can't do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Some people, I just, don't, I don't prioritise it though. Teach their own. Sorry, I will. Ch- the, no, I feel I like the, the royal thing made me sound a bit shamey, like, or whatever, but there is just a part of me that's like, even, I haven't gone through it and it just seems a bit like, no. well, obviously the royal thing is fucking weird because it's like, yeah. you're showing off the baby. But I don't know, that whole thing just, but the mind boggles, but I'm all just, for doing for whatever her, you can to feel like, yourself. Go, yeah, yeah, 100%. I just, I still can't prioritise my looks. <laughs> and it was just, but I just don't think it was ever, some people that's like what they like to do. Mm. Makeup and sitting down doing your makeup and hair is nice, but it's not something I prioritize. Yeah. Okay. Someone asked, How do you know when you're ready? I know people say you're never ready, but I want to so bad. I would say, until it's the only thing you can think about doing. If you have any other, like, oh, like we kind of want to build a house or we kind of want to go, like we kind of want to travel for a year. Like, if you have any other, like, big things that you want to do and feel like you'd miss out if you didn't do them. And I'm not speaking for me, like this was, we didn't, market done us traveling, I had no interest in it. This isn't, Which is, this yeah, doesn't relate to me, fun, but yeah. like if we had had anything on the radar that we wanted to do as a couple before being like tied down, <laughs> like this, you would never, you wouldn't just not get to do it. Yeah. And it's so we were like, oh, we're not going to be those people who like can't go out on a Friday night because they have a baby. We're just like, we have so many babysitters and like people who want to spend time with her. It'll be fine. Like we'll be well able to do it. And like, that's not how it worked for us. And I doubt that's how it works for many people so I would just say get all your fucking partying traveling anything you want to do as a couple get it like make sure you do it and when it's the only thing left on your list that you really want to do then that's probably the best time yeah but I, also if you, like, I don't know I don't want to be like don't put it off for like 15 years either like I don't know yeah yeah, like that's the thing. Do you, you ever have to know? weigh it up with like everything else you want in life? Like I couldn't actually feel less ready, and I thought I'd feel more ready the older I get. And, and you, I feel but like you'll never be ready either. Like you actually just like even if you feel ready and you do it all by the book, and then you have this baby, you'll be like, oh, I wasn't ready. It's for a, this. Yeah, it's a life-altering yeah. event anyway. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's you, the thing. You, no matter what you do, you can't prepare for, and no one else can. I can't tell you. Like I can tell you all the advice in the world, but like, no, yeah. you're never ready. Um, you kind of answered that. Were you were you scared in the lead up to it? I'm due next week. I think you kind of answered this. Not really, were you? I just keep and like when people I know that go into labour now. I'm just like your body was built to do this. Like you can, like you are a woman, and that this is like the main thing that women can do that men can't. Mm. Like you know, you're built to do it, and you will be fine. And well, it all has to end eventually. Yeah, <laughs> true. Were you prepared for the monumental shift becoming a mother actually is? Is this something you think we should tell expectant mothers or would it frighten them? Um, 
No, I wasn't ready. I really, I felt like going around screaming it. Like there was people due like a little bit after me. And I was just like, you know, it's like, it's really bad. Like it's not good. <laughs> like warning, warning, that kind of thing. Mm. But uh, there's some like, there must be some chemical in your brain that makes you forget it all. Because when it happened to me, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why did no one prepare me for this? And my mom was like, you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't have heard it the way you hear it now. But um, Mark thought when we had it, he would have people who weren't parents would be like, congratulations, that baby, so cute. Are you loving it? Like, how are they sleeping? And people who were parents would be like, how are you doing? Like, you know, like, are are you hanging in there kind of thing where it's more sympathetic I just don't think you're in that club until you're in that club. There's nothing you can do to like, like make your, prepare your brain for it, yeah. for your body. I think it's hard because obviously you have to like, especially if it's your first, you don't want to be the person that's like coming in fucking negative. or like, and, and I do think there's a difference between like coming in and talking about things or like giving unsolicited advice. So that's another yeah. fucking category in itself. But I think it's like, because I know my sister has talked about it herself where it's like, she wasn't the first to have it kid like her her group and had kids as well and she was like she's like it's so weird like you think she was like I'll I'll tell you when you have your kid like but then it's like will it even register with me when I do it I don't know and she was like she remembers going to her friends being like why didn't you tell me and it's like we kind of did but like like, but then there's also so much that it's like it's never gonna register until it happens yeah exactly yeah but even like you hear all the stuff it's like oh you know you won't sleep or like it's really tough or like you'll never be able to do this again and all. And it's just like, oh yeah, and you kind of like laugh it off. And it's not helpful. Like the what's helpful is when you're in the throes of it, being able to like ring someone. I'm like, is it the fucking, the most boring joke in the, like, enjoy yeah. your sleep now. Most people don't actually sleep that well while they're pregnant anyway. Yeah. So shut the fuck up, first of all. Yeah. Not, it's just not like, I know, like, yeah. I know. And the whole I know, sleep. like I know I'm not going to sleep. It's like, yeah. grand. Play it again, Sam. Let's yeah. let's go for another one here. You know, give it another try with the jokes, like yeah. you know, or actually just help, like just you know what I mean, like it's, yeah. And it is like still like Nora's one now, and she's still like very rarely will sleep like wet, like through the night or well or whatever. But like she's not programmed to sleep through the night. Like she came out of me, like she was in me for nine months, and then came out. And like the second they come out, you're like taught to just like train them in a way that they just won't need you at all. It's like. Mm-hmm get them, breastfeed them until they're like, and then give them solids as soon as you can and then like get them to sleep in their own cot and all. It's just like, you're just like constantly rushing to make them independent when they're just like babies and they're just like, why are you putting me down? Like, why, why I just want to cuddle? Like, I just yeah. want to, I just want to be with my mom. Like, which is so understandable because they're fucking tiny babies and they're like, don't want to be in these big cold dark cots. Like, and I just, I can't do the sleep training thing because of my mental health or emotionally and fair play to anyone who can. But I'm just going to wait it out with Nora. And one day she'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to go sleep now yeah. in my own bed because she's that type of gal. What would you differently... What would you, Sorry, what would you do differently next time around? Um, I probably bought a lot of shit in advance and I end up uh, using a lot of it, but like... And some people did tell me this, don't buy things until you need them. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of examples, but I was just like... Like, I bought a baby camera, like when I was six months pregnant, a baby cam. And like, she didn't need that until probably like six months ago. Yeah. When she actually went into her own room. Like, she's not going to be away from you in another room, unsupervised, like that you'd need a camera for. Maybe they will, but like, I didn't use it for, from the start. But like, don't buy things until you think you're about to need them, really, because you're just going to spend a lot of money on shit you forget you have. 
and your warranties all start from when you buy as well. So oh, yeah, fair point. Yeah, that's sensible advice. Um, did Mark prepare much for his role as birth partner? Um, I think there's very little he could have prepared. I would say yeah, like he was all into it. We watched so much. Um, what's it called like the Rotunda? We watched every episode of the Rotunda. We watched every episode of One Born Every Minute. Not every episode. We watched a lot of One Born Every Minute, and he was bad into it. And like, it is very realistic. But like, everyone was my mom, and I was like, "Don't watch that. That'll scare you. That'll scare you." But I wanted to know like the scary shit so I could prepare myself, and I still didn't. But um, yes, and no. Like he like, there's very little he could have prepared himself for. Even I think the next time we go into it, I don't think he'll fucking. I think he'll still be fainting all over the place and like crying and all like which is because it's fucking scary and it's big and it's emotional and he was there to take the baby the second she was born and he was there to like fucking feed me snickers when i was getting an epidural you know he did everything he could uh your favorite and least fave parts of pregnancy uh least fave was like the morning sickness and like the you're just more susceptible to like fucking utis and stuff when you're pregnant for some reason my favorite was having the excuse that I was pregnant so like people were always like pandering to me and like giving me you know people weren't even like people never fucking offered me their seat but like in my family they'd be like oh do you know do you want to hand lift on that and like people were just like extra nice to me you're like yes <laughs> extra nice to me <laughs> uh least favorite morning sickness oh sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. um da, da, da. oh there, uh, what is the scariest part of all of it? Yeah. Probably a hard question. That is a hard question. The scariest part for me was like literally like how frantic the doctors and all got in the labour room when I was having her. I was like when they kind of feel, felt like a bit fucking panicky then I was like if they're panicked what the fuck's actually going on but they never let me know that I, I don't really know if it was that bad or if it wasn't or if it was out of my head. And the scariest part when they come out is absolutely Everything, like, I was, when I was pregnant... Every uh, single thing. Yeah, when I was overdue, everyone was like, oh, you must be dying now to get her out. And I was just like, no, like, this is the safest I'll be ever able to keep her. Like, the mm. this is the most I'll ever be able to protect her is in my belly right here where I can just, like, have her right there and mind her all the time. And once she comes out of me, like, that's it, game over. And it starts from the second they come out. Everything was terrifying when they're that small. Now she's fucking, she went head first into a pile of stones the other day. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like scratching her chin and all I was just like she's just I don't know but when they're teeny tiny babies it's very scary like even like putting them in a car seat you're like is their head gonna be like yeah placed wrong and they're gonna be like not able to breathe and all like every part of it keeping them alive is so scary at the start um, we, I asked people to send in C-section wisdom as well obviously oh, yeah. because you didn't have a section uh, someone said C-section scar is the most irritating itchy scar that never seems to go away some of this I'm reading and it means absolutely nothing to me now, but yeah. it probably will. The scars are like that. They're fucking take forever to heal. Itchy. itchy, yeah. itchy. No, not itchy. <laughs> oh, just takes forever to heal. Uh, gold, itchy gooch. Like, again, so this is this is going to mean something to some people. It means nothing to me currently. Golden rule, keep your bra on in the shower and back to the water if trying to stop milk flow. When you are breastfeeding, I breastfed for as long as I could. And that's a whole other thing. Like, that's breastfeeding is so fucking hard so much harder than you think it would be but I'm glad I did that and I would do it again but when you're in the shower your boobs will just start like squirting I shot Mark with my boob like <laughs> like a water gun Jesus Christ I don't know if I can say that People, family are definitely going to listen to this and they're going to be like shut up right but uh, yeah the heat or whatever it is like will just make your that is crazy 
Yeah. Bodies are cool, but like kind of uh, lost as well. After a C-section recovery as well, your body just like bounces back so fast. Uh, C-section, everyone should pack peppermint tea or capsules. Trapped wind pain was horrendous. I took Arnica tablets for, like your body is like internally bruised from labour. So uh, Arnica will like help you heal from the inside out. And I really do think it made a huge difference. Uh, I got a C-section after a four-day induction of nothing happening. Best decision, pelvic floor, five stars. And they did like this emoji, <laughs> like the A-OK emoji. Uh, recovery, surprisingly quick. Body is amazing, except except the morphine people. Uh, yeah, and that was, I think we got a few DMs. Hang on, I'll have a look at them there. And I have a story about my, pe- uh, not my pelvic floor, my bladder issues after having a baby that I will talk about on Patreon. Someone else said about the peppermint tablets in the DMs. I had always wanted a natural birth, a hypnobirthing, etc., but ended up with three C-sections, one emergency and two planned. Emergency was hard, scary, and recovery was much harder. Planned were fine. The team doing them were lovely calm and even a bit of crack. Yeah, they play like your favourite song and all. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to be on, I'm going to be followed by 1975 out the wazoo. Are you getting a C-section? Well, I'm not currently pregnant, so I'm not making any of these decisions right now. If I, if I have a C-section, I'm... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> you can't actually... I don't like. think you can elect a C-section unless you have, like, medical time. reasons. Yeah. Until you've had... Like, if you have an emergency one on your first, then you can have... You can elect for it, I think, after that. Yeah. But unless you have, like, like reasons, like, yeah. medical reasons for needing it, they won't just give you one because you want one for your fanny's sake. Like. Yeah. Um, obviously, we are not medical professionals, so if that's all right... No, I'm here. Why, uh, yeah, why are you here I, for medical advice? But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I assume you're right. Anyway, uh, they said take Calpermin tab- tablets for wind pain. Keep a close eye on pain relief and make sure you get it at the right time. Much better to stay on top of the pain. And don't be a martyr. Take all the pain relief offered. You will recover quicker. That goes breast, for all of it. Breastfed, no issues, which people sometimes say they struggle with. You're just a bit fenced for the first few days, but in one way you have no choice but to take it easy and people have lower expectations of you, which is good too. Also, while I was so disappointed for a long time that I didn't have my natural birth experience, I'm going to do natural and inverted commas there because like every... We are big. Yeah. Every birth is natural, whatever, and it's a we need to work it out as vocabulary. But I know this person means, so I'm not giving out to you either. But just so people are aware from our perspective, uh, well, I was so disappointed for a long time that I didn't have my birth experience. I'm happy enough that my nether regions are well intact versus some of the issues my friends and sisters have had following traumatic natural labors. So, like, it's so different for everyone. Yeah. Like, is the thing. Yeah, and I had like them no like breastfeeding issues no mastitis no like latching issues and it was still like when we switched to formula I was like oh this is why people don't breastfeed like it is so freeing to be able to hand a baby a bottle in public or whatever but obviously they're like I just still I still really I'm glad I breastfed and would definitely do it again but it's fucking if you don't do it I can understand why like. yeah like and that's the whole I like I think whenever if we're fucking touch wood we're lucky enough to be able to have kids I'm like if you th- like, I am not saying I'm not saying a fucking peep on the internet because I've seen like the worst yeah. from following mammy bloggers for so long and knowing like the shit that, as you've already said, like fucking, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I why would I open that kind of worms? Like it's just no, and people I don't, don't care. People don't want, well, people do care, but people don't need to know. But the other thing then is because I was talking about it with my sister and he was like, say you don't have kids, then for whatever reason, people will fucking talk about that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's true, you can't and. Like, not to generalise, it's predominantly fucking women. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't, why are we our own fucking worst enemies? Like, projecting, because, like, I have a friend who has a baby now and she breastfeeds, like, wherever she goes. And she think, she's told me before that people, like, other mammies with babies are like, will see her breastfeeding and, like, feel a certain type of way about themselves, I think. And they're like, oh, you know, I really wanted to do it, but I couldn't because of this. And she's just like, okay, you know, whatever, like, your baby's 
once your baby's shit. fed, like, like I don't having care. to like di- like make she, the justifications. Yeah, like it's, they think they're automatically think she's gonna judge them because they're they didn't breastfeed or whatever. When she's just like, once your baby is fed, like your baby, it's a fed baby is a happy baby. Like who cares? Fed baby is a happy baby. I couldn't have said it better. Someone said I had an emergency one in terms of C-section. It was cow as part of my labor. Not scary. Love me my baby. There's a lot of scaremongering about C-sections, but a very positive experience, which I think is important to say. Um, just bring them out. Bring them out the sunroof. That's what I say. Bring no. them out the sunroof. We don't always bring us the sunroof, but... No, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a funny expression. It's a funny Bringing expression. their baby out the sunroof. Classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's kind of long. I might leave that. Your funny um, does bounce back as well. If you're afraid of that, it will. It, like, it's boring to do that. But uh, someone, people were mentioning the pains after you have a baby. No one told me about this. When you have a baby, you're, obviously your uterus spends like nine months like expanding and then it contracts in like days. Sorry, I this can't, yeah. What the fuck? It's like the worst what the fuck? period pains. And when you breastfeed, for some reason, it's worse. Like, or like if oh it heightens God. it. So like when you're breastfeeding, it like you can feel like your uterus <laughs> like literally contracting and it's like the worst period pain you've ever had. Like it's literally your uterus shrinking again. But it only lasts a couple of days. And apparently it gets worse with every baby. So whatever I had, it's like not that bad. But my mom was like, it's really bad. So she obviously had five babies and remembers it being a lot worse from the end. Cool. Great. Brilliant. Brilliant. But fucking like, it is the best thing ever when like, Nora's just like, ma'am, like, and she's like running around in her little fucking Zara hoodie and I get to dress her up every day and she just like gives me hugs now when I say, can I have a hug? And like, she's so fucking cute. Like everything you do is like, the payoff is like seeing her grow and like come on and like the new things she can do and the skills she has and like just like her being kind to people and like learning things and like enjoying fucking like being alive and that's like the payoff for like all the shit that is so worth it because I I just realised I have not said a single positive thing probably until now. No, you have. You have. (laughs) Yeah, but like... I wouldn't stop her for the world. I just wish I had fucking like known in advance but you'll never know in advance. You'll never know. And like, sorry, if Elon Musk invented a chip that was like, here's all the knowledge you need to like have a baby and be pregnant and like labour and stuff, it still doesn't, like no. it wouldn't prepare you. Like, no. Because every, look, even think of all the messages we just read there, everyone had a completely different experience. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's... If you see a mom in the street, give her 500 euro because she's doing her best. Pay moms, pay mothers. That was the other one Don't I had. Don't just say mother in the comments, guys. Yeah. <laughs> pay mothers. When I had her, I was just like, and she had colic and stuff and I couldn't get her to stop crying and like fucking Tesco and all and I was like, nobody wants their baby to stop crying in public more than the mom. Yeah. It's their, themselves. Yeah. So yeah. And your other mom, other moms in your peripheral group will be your greatest source of support and knowledge and stuff. Like, just like lean on people. Even if it's like a random person you went to school with, like fucking, like there's like me and my two best friends from secondary school all had babies in the same year. And like, we don't talk very often and we don't meet up like very often at all or at all. But like, when I have a question or I need to talk to someone about like, like baby shit or like, what fucking, where do you get baby shoes or like anything? Like, you're just, they're there and they like, there's no judgment from people asking questions, other moms asking questions. So use them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I pee so bad. My battery is gone. Uh, yeah, you feel all right? My battery, like- my brain. Everything. Everything's gone, but it's been gone for a year now. I'll bounce back. Uh, here, there, never. Well, I th- oh, yeah, I think that's it. Is it? Yeah. Uh, there's a girl who wrote to us who's about to have a baby. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. You'll to be it. absolutely fine. If you need advice, uh, if anyone needs advice or help, I can't give advice, but like if you need to talk to someone, I certainly it, can't fucking help. Fucking but... Give me a message because people do all the time and I love being able to 
impart some fucking, I don't know. Yeah, share. congrats to all the new mothers, impending mothers, the people who are mothers a long time. We love you all. Um, thank you so much for joining us again. We are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bandwagons. If you want to get a bonus episode next week, it'll be there. You can also now subscribe through Apple uh, for slightly cheaper and it just means you only get the audio episodes. So you don't get like videos or anything else, but you'll get like the bonus episodes in your Apple feed. And it's just a double click, like you're subscribing to an app or whatever. Yeah. It's, there's no fucking sign up. Yeah. You don't need an account or anything. It's way easier. We are we're trying to work on something for the Spotify girlies, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we can. Bree to try to investigate it and I don't yeah. know if we can do it yet. But when we can, we will. Exclusively to Spotify to do it. Which Spotify don't want us, and they never will. Just, yeah, it just like excludes a lot of other people, doesn't we it? We love you, Spotify. Why don't you love us? Next week on the Patreon, we're going to talk about um, wife Nula, or, uh, something that happened to Nula recently. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't talk about this on the main episode. But if you, I have an embarrassing story about um, pee in my pants, so I can talk about that. Oh, great. And you know, and we need to do the episode on the irrational enemies because we got a good few, like, kind oh, of yeah. funny replies on that. So we Did can we tie ever it do in. a Miley Cyrus episode? Good question. Don't know. Let's check, and you that, might you might get that. that. I think that'll be like yeah. We, we should do that. We should do it. We should point. do that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. We're gonna add it to the list. But anyway, okay. Fanula has to go home. Okay, I do. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.